Hello and welcome to Changing Birth. I'm your host, Hannah Wilsmore. I'm a midwife, award-winning childbirth educator and life coach, and I'm here to make birth better. I've worked with hundreds of families as they prepare for the arrival of their baby, so I know all about the highs, the lows, and everything in between. In this podcast, I share my knowledge, practical tips and insights so that you too can have a positive birth and transition to motherhood. Let's get into today's episode. Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode of the podcast. This is the second part in our two-part episodes around birthing in a pandemic. So if you haven't watched the last episode, I would recommend checking that out because we're going to be following on from that a little in today's episode. Uh, And as I talked about last time, it is quite a challenging time for a lot of women um, across Australia, across the world. There's lots of different birthing restrictions in place. And what is really important is to focus on what we can control at the moment um, and really preparing and putting ourselves in the best position to still have a positive experience uh, no matter what the circumstances are around our birth or our postnatal journey. So last week we focused on labor. In today's episode, we're going to be talking more about the postpartum journey and bringing your baby home. And the reason why I wanted to focus on this specifically is that a number of the restrictions apply to the postnatal period. So some hospitals, uh, unfortunately, once the baby is born, partners can only stay for a short period and then they're not able to come back and visit until the mum is discharged. And in some hospitals, that might be a couple of days. Uh, So they're women don't have that support from their partner in the hospital in that time. Some other hospitals are still allowing partners to visit in the postnatal units, but it may be time restricted. So they may only be able to visit for a couple of hours a day. Um, And then other hospitals have quite liberal visitation policies. So I would really encourage you to determine what the policy is at your hospital. Um, They do change quite often and quite quickly sometimes, but I think especially if you are in the lead up to your birth, it would be a good idea just to get really clear on what those restrictions are so that you can create a plan for what you want to do. Now, also, I do apologize if I sound a little bit snuffly or a little bit nasally or a little bit out of breath um, in this episode. I have been unwell myself the past week, um, feeling much better now, but still just a a little bit of, it's a little bit uh, trickier and I can feel myself getting out of breath more than I usually would with the podcast. So yeah, hopefully you guys can bear with me with that. And I just really wanted to get this episode out because it's a really timely one. And I think it's uh, really important for women to have this information. So the big essentially, I guess, theme for this episode is looking at whether you could go home from hospital earlier. So most hospitals, their minimum discharge time, so the minimum time that they would like you to stay after birth is around four to six hours. But then a lot of hospitals will support you to go home if you're feeling well and your baby's healthy. Now, this may not be an option for everybody. Sometimes babies need to be admitted to special care units or they need that higher level of support that we just can't do at home. Sometimes with mums, um, they might have concerns in their pregnancy or their birth or their postpartum period where we need to keep a 
closer eye on things in the hospital. But for a lot of women, the option of going home could be a really safe option. And it's something that I know a lot of midwives are encouraging at the moment because we have those restrictions around visitors. Uh, Hospitals are also very busy places, especially postnatal units. They are so busy. And I would argue as a midwife that's worked in both hospital postnatal units and also as a home visiting private midwife, I would argue that really when you're in the hospital, the midwife is trying to split their time between five, six, seven plus women and also their babies. And so it's really hard to sit with a woman for a full feed or to really help her with settling her baby because you're just in and out of the room and um, trying to see all different people. And obviously with their COVID concerns at the moment, um, a lot of women are reporting that they didn't feel like they were getting quite as much support in the hospital. And I think that probably is coming down to the midwives and the doctors and everyone just being so, so busy uh, at the moment. And I know from working as a private midwife that when we do home visits, we can sit with a woman through a full feed to be able to support her with that journey. So a lot of people at the moment are looking at going home early, if that would be an option, and also setting themselves up in that time, because I think it can be really scary and overwhelming thinking about taking your brand new baby home and not knowing what kind of support is out there or how you can set yourself up with that support um, in that time. And that's what I'm going to be talking about in today's episode. So the first thing that I would really encourage you to do is to learn as much as you can around breastfeeding. If you're planning to breastfeed newborns, newborn behavior, uh, settling strategies and techniques, partner support, uh, what to expect with your recovery, all of those kind of things are so important because that's what we need to be prepared for. And I would encourage everyone pandemic or not to prepare for that postpartum journey. But if we especially can at the moment, if you're looking at going home earlier from hospital, I think that is going to be a, a great option. And also for your partner as well to have discussions with them and really have those good chats around what will the roles and responsibilities be, especially around like household tasks, like cooking, cleaning, uh, maybe dropping other kids to school. How will that work? How will you guys navigate this time together? Try and really have those discussions, try and really put yourself forward in time into those first few postpartum weeks, or especially that first week at home with your baby and think about, okay, what is this probably going to look like? And what can we do to make it easier and to support ourselves. So I guess looking at how it might look, everyone is different, but a lot of babies in that time will be feeding really frequently. So babies will feed between eight and 12 times in 24 hours usually, and sometimes more. And they'll often have cluster feeding periods where they're feeding for a little bit and then they're off and then they're feeding again. And you feel like over a period of hours, your baby's just been on and off the boob the whole time. Um, And that can be really normal. Often babies just before the milk comes in. So in those first few days, sometimes they can want to feed a lot to help signal to bring that milk in. Uh, And that's often what we call the day two period. So maybe not the first day after a baby's born, but the day after that, often they can start to wake up a little bit and want to feed quite frequently. So I would encourage you to just think about the fact that you will be feeding your baby a lot. So you'll be sitting, you know, or, or in your bed or sitting on your couch or feeding chair, feeding a lot. And that is going to take up a lot of your day. Then you also want to be resting as well, because birth is a massive thing, no matter how your baby is born 
it's still a huge process for your body. And so rest is super important in that time. So I would really encourage women, especially in that first week, if not the first few weeks to really focus on feeding and resting as their main priorities. But then I know that then often you guys might have other kids or you're thinking, okay, but that's all good and well, but how am I going to eat? Or what are we going to have for dinner? Or how are we going to navigate visitors? That's all the practical stuff that you can discuss with your partner now. Having those discussions around the responsibilities and the roles. Are you going to have visitors? Are you going to limit them a little bit for a few weeks? Um, If you are having visitors, I would encourage you to keep the visits quite short because that will help you in in navigating feeding, but also in getting that rest time in between. So having that discussion with your partner is really, really important. And like I said, learning as much as you can. I have my online breastfeeding and postpartum course, which is a self-paced course that you can work through in your own time. It's about three hours of video content, plus some guest interviews with a nutritionist and a pediatric dietitian, Um, and some other birth professionals and postpartum professionals. But that course is really aiming to prepare you for that postpartum journey. So I talk through a lot around breastfeeding, what to expect, how to know your baby's getting enough milk, where to seek support for concerns like nipple damage or pain or low supply. We go through all that kind of thing. Uh, But we also take it one step further and look at that whole holistic postpartum. So we look at your nutrition, your recovery, partner support, mental health, newborn sleep as well and and supporting your sleep. So it's a really comprehensive course and I designed it so that women had something that they could use and families had something that they could use to help prepare for that postpartum journey and not just for feeding. There's quite a lot of uh, online courses out there around breastfeeding, which can be fantastic and many of them are great, but they really just focus on feeding. Whereas with the course that I created, I wanted it to be more of that holistic approach because that is what we do as midwives. That's what myself and my team do when we're working with clients. We're looking at that whole holistic picture of the mum, the baby, the family, and how everything is working together. So I'll pop the link to that course in the show notes if you guys are interested. And I'm going to do a little discount code as well. So you guys will receive $20 discount on the course if you enter the code podcast at the checkout. So then that will apply the $20 discount to the course. So it's usually $97, but that will bring it down to $77. This discount will apply for the next week. So it will end on the 9th of February. So if if it is something that you're interested in, uh, jump on that. And you have 12 months access as well. So even those of you that maybe are not super close to birthing your baby, uh, that is an option that you can register for and still get that discount at the moment. Something I also want to mention around that postpartum period is babies and their sleep. So babies... Uh, remember that they have been held. Your baby has been held for months in your womb and rocked when you move and walk and they can hear your heartbeat. And so when we put them in a cot or a bassinet, they can often feel quite unfamiliar uh, and they will often be a little bit unsettled. So babies do like to be held, especially in those first few weeks. And again, I would discuss this with your partner, discuss those expectations. Can they help by holding your baby for a while while you have a nap? 
most of my clients will say to me that their baby sleeps really well when they're being held. Uh, And I would say that that's really normal, but we often don't talk about that enough, I think, to normalize it. So think about almost taking those shifts a little bit so that you can have a little bit of a rest. Maybe feed your baby once your baby's had a good feed, maybe then your partner or family or other supports can help to settle them and, and maybe hold them so they can have an hour sleep. And then you can also have a sleep in that time. If you haven't already, I would really consider getting a baby carrier. There's lots of different kinds. Uh, there's lots of different brands that are brilliant. And what it means is that you can have your baby close, you can have them held, but your hands are free. And I find that that is one of the best strategies for helping to work through this time because babies do want to be held and that's biologically normal. But for us, we obviously still want to eat and you know, feel like we've got a little bit of that independence. So I would really encourage you to look at getting a baby carrier that can be used from newborn age. Or sometimes people will get one that can be used for older babies, but they'll get a a soft fabric uh, stretchy wrap for their newborn. That's something where it's quite a cost effective option, I think, and can be really, really valuable on, on your postpartum journey. When you are in hospital in a postnatal ward, uh, one thing that I'm sure you guys will all be aware of is that you have all of your meals brought to you. So you're having food regularly delivered. And that's something where when we're at home, that is less likely to be the case. And it's really easy for mums to forget to eat or to feel like cooking a meal or getting dinner ready is just too overwhelming when they're also caring for a newborn. So think about ways that we can make that easier. Can you prepare a whole heap of food and pop it in the freezer so that you're good to go in that postpartum period. Can you look at meal delivery options? There's lots of different options across Australia um, who can provide meal delivery. There's some that are postpartum specific. Um, so we'll look at like Ayurveda and, and different uh, Chinese medicine approaches and things like that. Um, there's also your standard meal delivery companies as well. So that can be a really great option just to take the weight off a little bit in that postpartum period and just make sure that you've got those nourishing meals there. Even if you just organize a week, maybe for that first week, just to help in that time, or perhaps you chat with family and friends about creating a meal train where people drop off meals throughout the week. Uh, And the meal trains can be really good, especially if it's organized so that you don't get, you know, three lasagnas delivered on one day kind of thing, and then not have room in your freezer. Uh, There's websites that you can use. There's templates. Um, Often people will do that as kind of a a baby shower gift as I guess they'll organize um, and ask people if they'd like to be involved. And then they pick the date that they'll kind of drop off the meal and, and it goes from there. You, of course, also want to stock up on the essential items that we need for a baby. Now, thankfully, babies don't really need a whole lot, uh, but you do want to make sure that you have plenty of nappies, plenty of wipes. You probably want a change mat or somewhere to be able to change your baby, a safe place for your baby to sleep. Uh, Those kind of things really are what we want to focus on. Like I said, babies don't need a whole lot. We can go absolutely crazy with buying so many things um, for babies, but really what they rely on is a healthy, nourished, rested mum and feeding and and people that care for them. And so if we've got the safe sleep space, we've got those things like nappies and wipes, you know, really that's kind of the essentials of what a newborn baby needs. One of the big concerns that I hear from 
people in regards to going home from hospital early is what do I do for support? What do I do if I'm concerned about something, if I'm concerned about feeding or if I'm concerned about my baby or something like that? And I think it's so, so important for any mums when they go home from hospital with their baby to know who to contact and to know how to get that support. So I would really encourage you to look into especially uh, what your parent helplines are available in your state. So we have the Australian Breastfeeding Association has a free parent helpline and that is staffed by breastfeeding counsellors. So not lactation consultants, but um, women that have breastfed before and have also completed training in the breastfeeding counselling. And so they can provide really good support uh, and that's a 24-hour helpline as well. So if it's 3am and you're just not sure, they can be really helpful for any breastfeeding concerns. There's also different parenting helplines and health direct numbers and things like that. Those of you that are in South Australia, you'll receive a blue book when your baby's born, which is your baby's kind of medical record. But on the back of that book, there's usually a list of lots of different helplines. And I imagine that this would be similar in other states. Um, I haven't worked as a midwife in other states, but that is something where I imagine that would be the case. But if not, you can just do a search or chat to your care provider around what are those helplines, what are they good for, um, what can they be used for. Of course, if you have any urgent concerns with your baby, you can go back into hospital, you can call an ambulance as well. And you may also, depending on your hospital, you may be able to ring them back for advice as well. So some hospitals are quite happy for you to ring and chat to their midwives. um, And that might be a process that works really well if you do want that support. Now, something I would really, really encourage all women to consider, but especially if you're looking at going home early, is setting up really good professional postpartum support. I think that is so important. It just takes the weight off knowing that you will have a midwife coming and seeing you regularly to support you with feeding, with newborn care, with settling and sleep and your recovery and things like that. With most postnatal midwives, we will visit you at home. And I think that's also really important at the moment, but it also means you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to sit in a waiting room with lots of other people who potentially may be sick. um, And you don't need to, you know, try and get your baby into the car or other siblings looked after and things like that. So myself and the team of midwives that work with me, we provide postnatal midwifery packages. So we provide support to women over the first six weeks postnatal with one known midwife in that time. So you have one midwife that is allocated to you that you meet and you get to know. Uh, You have appointments over that time where we check on you and your baby. Like I said, we provide home visits, check baby's weight. We can check um, any stitches or a cesarean wound as well to make sure that's healing well uh, and can provide that really holistic support in that time all in your home. One of the features of the support that we offer as well is that you have access to your midwife in between appointments. If you have any questions, um, you can message them, you can chat on the phone. And that's something that is quite helpful because I think it gives you that consistent person that you can contact over that time. Now, we are, of course, not the only business that offers that in Australia. There are lots of options for private midwifery care. There's also options that you might want to look at with private lactation consultants or postnatal doulas and things like that. So there's lots of support out there. Um, And I think like many things, there's often an investment to get that really good support. But I think postpartum is such a neglected time and it's such a critical time. And if we can really 
invest in that and set ourselves up, it makes such a big difference. And it gives you that real reassurance that you have that person there. You're not having to wait three weeks to get an appointment, Uh, especially for us with those post-center packages. We predominantly focus on that in our model of midwifery. And so that means we do have really limited availability for one-off appointments because we dedicate that time to our package clients and being available for them. So when you book a package with us, you know who your midwife is and you know that they will be commencing your care really from when you get home from hospital. It's all teed up. You're not having to try and ring around and organize an appointment in that week afterwards. We're essentially kind of on call for that first few weeks after your baby is born. So if that is something that you're interested in, feel free to flick me a message on Instagram. My handle is Hannah Wilsmore Midwife or my email is hello at hannahwilsmore.com. I am more than happy to chat with you guys or if you are in other states, and would like recommendations, I would just uh, have a search of private midwives, um, postnatal midwives. And even if you find a private midwife um, and you're not sure what services they offer, just get in touch with them while you're, you're still pregnant because then you can find out. And like I said, you're not trying to ring around and trying to do all of that after your baby is here. So I think at the moment, given everything that's happening, going home early from hospital is a great option for a lot of women. As I've said, it may not be suitable for everybody. So please discuss with your midwife or your doctor if that would be a suitable option. And it will probably depend on how your birth goes as well. So it might be something that we aim to go home early, but then maybe depending on what path your birth takes, you might find that you do decide to stay a night or two or your care providers might recommend that. But there's so many benefits to being at home. You're in your own bed. You can have your family around you, your partner there 24 seven to help support you. Like I said, what I think people really struggle with if they go home early is sometimes worrying about having that professional support. And that's something that we can definitely set up for. Also really preparing, understanding around normal newborn behavior, feeding, how to know your baby is getting enough breast milk, uh, your physical recovery as well. What should be happening with your pain and and, um, how should that be managed and all that kind of thing is really important to look at that whole picture in that postpartum period. And like I said, setting up professional support may be something that you want to look at as an option in that time, or at the very least, making sure that you know who to contact, whether that is your hospital or a parent helpline or the Australian Breastfeeding Association helpline or something like that. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode and it's given you a little bit of insight into taking your baby home and some of the options around that. And remembering that, yes, there is a lot going on at the moment with restrictions and there's a lot of fear, which is totally understandable. And lots of women are really anxious, which, as I said, completely understandable with what is happening at the moment. But focusing on what we can control is so, so important. And so I hope that this episode has helped you a little on your journey. to subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes and if you're enjoying the podcast I would be ever so grateful if you could rate and review on your favorite podcast player see you next week